0: Welcome to the Critical Media Studies Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Rapici and Barry Falk. Hey, Barry. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. And uh, hello to everybody. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, For those of you watching on YouTube, uh, welcome. Thank you. If you would be so kind as to subscribe, leave us a positive review, leave a comment, uh, we would be most appreciative. Anyways, uh, today, Barry, we are talking about Wendy Chung and her book, Updating to Remain the Same. You want to talk a little bit about how and why we got here, maybe? Well, we got there, uh, we got here uh, because we had just finished
1: um, talking about Michael Miller's excellent essay, Platforms and Control. And Chun is one of the um, thinkers about internet culture that uh, Miller Miller, you know, makes reference to more specifically. Miller uses Chun in at various points in his essay um, to to do a particular to make a kind of intellectual move that we we find in, that I think we found particularly interesting um, when Miller tries to bring together. Um, you know, he's, he's producing a sort of read of internet culture and how it develops and how, like the actual practice of internet, internet interaction on the internet. And he's talking about ways in which people construct the self, right, construct themselves, construct their self image on the internet. And at certain points, he will step away from the internet, so to speak, or from digital life, and talk about, larger economic systems particularly the idea of neoliberalism and whenever he does that most often he is referencing wendy chun and in particular this book about updating and so that that's what sparked our interest in trying to go back to the source Um, i think this is a 2018 book or something like that maybe a little bit earlier 2016 17 but uh, we went back a little bit or you know so we we wanted to catch up with chun and sort of go to the the source of these arguments about neoliberalism and uh the current state of digital culture why michael can i add one more thing why are we interested add to, in that? Add to. Um, because i think one of the things one of the things we've been doing where we find ourselves doing in these episodes is trying to draw connections between internet culture and larger political and inevitably economic formations, right? Mm-hmm. And so Miller's doing that and he's using Chun as a guide to doing that. And so that's how we got here. And then when we got here, I, I could talk about some of the things we found when we got here, but do you wanna comment Yeah, just, I just
0: wanted to add, I think there's an interesting uh, synthesis in Chun uh, in, in looking at Miller and uh, connections, I think that we're gonna make clear probably pretty soon. Um, between, You're optimistic on that. You're optimistic They we're going to make it clear. <laughs> um, well, let me put this way: I think there are connections to be made. We'll see about the clarity. But um, I, what I what I think is particularly fascinating about this uh, in terms of neoliberalism is that we take Miller's arguments and in many ways, Chun marries those and the sort of um, intellectual capital of or the attention capital of Bernard Stiegler. And I think hmm. that uh, you know her discussions of neoliberalism um, reminded us of Steeler, right? V- very Some much Stegers. so. But but I think that what what was interesting is this provides us a language to um, quantify or you know better understand the um, economic potential of attention. I, I think um oh, and which that's is a stieglerian keyword right retention memory yeah. and it's not it's not without its problems um but there's an interest i i think that she i think that chun is an interesting um sort of bridge between a lot of the stuff that we have been talking that's about a great point. and uh you know where where miller put us so um, if you want to jump into her, her terms we can we could, it's probably yeah. as good a jumping off point as any
1: uh I will but let me just say that I really like your point because I think that that explained why we kind of went I think we kind of immediately agreed um why 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 we were immediately predisposed and why we had a a positive reaction to Chun when we started reading the book because mm. um in a way she introduces I want to say, one other thing about this, but I, I wanted to strongly agree with your claim that I think the reason we were interested in her, so interested in, in what she was doing, is that we we recognize that she is using some of the same terms, psychological terms maybe, uh, or cognitive terms that we recognize and we became familiar with in reading Stiegler, affect, um, but primarily, as you say, attention, retention, habit, the non-reflective, reflective, non-reflective, noesis, all these sort of cog- terms about cognition in, in the digital age. So that's one of the reasons we were attracted to it. But before we talk about her terminology, and you're right, um, habit, crisis, update, her keywords, her there's a problem. resonance. huh? Her math problem. Her math problem, yeah uh it relates a lot to stiegler but i think i wanted to say at the very beginning that she doesn't invoke. i think it's worth saying she doesn't evoke stiegler right i didn't notice any place where she she doesn't reference him the, and no. I, I and i and i want to say i do think that there is a fundamental difference between even though she's using these terms that recall stiegler i i I'm I'm going to go on the record here. Maybe Michael, you don't feel this strongly, but I think there's a big difference between Sean and Stiegler. So,
0: I, I think that the so for me, her use of the word pharmacon one time in the introduction was all the, <laughs> that's, that's all, all that's need. all I need. Um, you know, um, <laughs> and we were off it ready. I, <laughs> give, me,
1: you, give me the did bag. Did you notice in that? Did you notice in that passage as soon as she uses it? She follows, she argues that, so maybe habit is a pharmacon, not to get too far ahead, but just to say, she says, maybe habit is a pharmacon. And we got our
0: Steglerian impulse, well, our Stegler antenna And, 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 here, and then she says, perhaps. Perhaps. That's exactly what I was going to say. She has a one word sentence following pharmacon, perhaps. And so I think that, but I, I think that's that little space that you and I are going to insinuate ourselves into and just say, here we go. Um, because the space is there, and I think that that's what makes texts like this particularly interesting um, and fun, if, if I may say, is is the ability to make these connections that maybe aren't entirely uh, in, entirely intended. But I think the overlap is unquestionably there.
1: Okay, so, so, let's, so let's, let's let's talk about out. let's let's get into let's get into the terms. Now I'm go- before we get, let me identify the terms, and we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna sort of work them through habit. The three keywords uh, her, by her, you know, this is what she states are her keywords habit, crisis, update. Again, to reiterate, um, in all of these terms, I think there is a way in which the terms, Chun believes the terms are very relevant for the description of contemporary digital culture. But behind it, this is part of her project, behind behind these terms, there's not just a sort of ways in which it describes internet practice, but there's an implied economic political self that is being worked out or being produced or somehow being activated, and that these particular terms give her purchase on. So it's the marrying of neoliberalism and digital culture that she's trying to describe when she uses these mm-hmm. three terms. Mm-hmm. So. In order to preface our discussion, I'm just going to read this very short bit from Chun because I think this is, this is kind of the, the foundation. Okay. Uh, it's why she, it's what allows her, this, this is foundational idea that allows her to uh, twin, to intertwine neoliberalism digital practice. Okay, here it is. Habit plus crisis equals update also makes clear her book also makes clear the ways in which networks do not produce a we, she's referencing Benedict Anderson's Imagine communities idea, um, but rather produces a relentlessly pointed, yet empty, singular, yet plural you. I'm gonna skip down just a little bit and read a little bit more. New media are new media, okay, you can't, I can't, Uh, do this, but she spells new as in parentheses, Y-O-U media, meaning as she, as she defines it in the next phrase, new media are a function of you. New media relentlessly emphasize you. It's a construction of you. And we're going to talk about that in a second. YouTube.com. What's on your mind? You are the person of the year, and she's referencing uh, an article in Time where you and you is the, the the visual representation of you on the cover of Time is a picture of your personal computer, yeah. which is you, y o u. Okay, so I think if we explain, Michael, why you what what you means for Chun, I think that I think that's a necessary prelude to explaining habit crisis update. I think everything gets out of it. Do you want me to, do you want, yeah, I can start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the first thing I think she's saying when she says, okay, new media is all about you. Okay, the first thing about this you is that, the first thing to say about it is the you is no longer a personal identity um, totally free of, or totally, that's totally absent or escapes the public sphere. The you is at one at the same time it's a confusion of categories. Well, That I, is what's happening in neoliberalism and that's what's being reflected in internet culture. Is that okay? I'll start it.
0: It is. And I think that's a, that's a great entryway because I think what we're, you know, again, in, in order to understand you, we have, we have to contextualize this and she's talking about this in the context of new media. And uh, one of the real, I don't want what, to, what do we call this? One of the conundrums, the, the problems to manage or navigate here. Is the notion or the role of the network, and as right. again as Stiegler makes clear, but I, you know this this is is, is Chuns very much uh, wrestling with as well. Um, the the uh, the conception of you in a media context is always a networked conception, and I think that in that network, right. what happens is we lose the individual. That's a great point. And, and so, and that, that I think is what she's playing with here is that, um, you know, as relentlessly pointed, empty, singular, let plural yet plural you, right? A network. Right. Yes. And so the, you know, you in this case exists in conjunction with me, but it also exists in conjunction with the person listening to this or watching this. So, so the, the, the idea of a singularity is, Plural sounds so weird to say, but it like the singular has become pluralized. And so but
1: you got. but that that's key, what you just said. And you said, it's weird to say, but that is exactly what she's trying to describe that mm-hmm. confusion, that mm-hmm. weirdness that the, you, I mean, you said uh, also like, um, that she, you imply that she's saying that the individual is now lost. It's not quite that, or the personal is now lost, um. It's not quite that though, right? It's it's, it's that the per, the personal and the individual is still there, but it's part of the conglomerate that you're speaking. Well, of, and right?
0: this I think this is sort of the one of the overarching points that we're dealing with here, right? This I mean, so look at the title: updating to remain the same, right? You hear this? Yeah. This is a this is this is how we are updated, okay? And so I think that the notion of you or the comfort. And the familiarity of a single me or you, right, is challenged in a networked context. And for Chun, correct, right? Great way to put it. Everything is networked. And so I think maybe this is a good time to look at her terms and sort of yes. tease them out.
1: Okay. Un- do, you want to, do you want to try habit? Yeah. Do absolutely. you want to go for a habit?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so the, the idea here. So her three terms, again, as an equation are habit plus crisis equals update. Okay. And again, I think it's really important to emphasize that all of this is in a networked context, right? So um, she habit, she, she, she sort of spins habit in a way that I'm not entirely comfortable with because, um, well, the, the,
1: let's just say at the outset, it's it's the master concept in in what we're talking. We're mostly talking about the, I guess it's the first chapter, right? Which is kind of the big introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the master concept of the uh, of the chapter, and she gives a lot of intellectual backstory about, especially about what nineteenth century uh, and early twentieth century uh philosophers and social critics how they defined or redefined habit Mm -hmm. but it's very common i was about to say that i was just going to add that uh it's very complex it's like very i mean if one of the reasons i think you're saying you struggle i struggle too i think any reader is going to struggle because it's very very nuanced uh and very in-depth sort of definition and redeployment of that term
0: Mm -hmm. so the 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 term the language that she came up with that I glommed onto and again I, I as I read it there there are a couple different um there's a couple different understandings of this but she calls habit the creative anticipations based on past repetition mm-hmm. right and that's not totally at odds with uh I think probably a fairly common understanding of habit um you know this idea of uh repetition um, that harkens back to the past but what, what sort of threw me about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. was the inclusion of the word creative mm-hmm. because she goes on to say that addictions are habits and um, that habit is not a conscious, um, mindful practice right. so much as it is repetition. Right, and, and an
1: unconscious uh, practice. By yes, definition.
0: yeah, and so it beca- it it becomes um you know, uh, to 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 my mind, at first, this seemed a very contradictory mm-hmm. way of engaging the term. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that if you look at it in the context of both the equation and the network, mm-hmm. there's a way through. Um, how how before we I think before we push onwards to the rest of the 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 equation and the terms, what, what do you what What are you doing with habit? How How's that sitting? Well,
1: for you? I I'm going to uh, answer that question with a slight deflection, Dodging. but I uh, um, <laughs> uh, but but a very friendly deflection, and and it's not um, it's just that I'm not going to directly answer it. I want to return to something you said that I think is would be helpful for uh for everyone if we maybe linger, especially for those who haven't read this yet, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let's sort of spell out a step. Uh, let's take this as an opportunity to spell out a step that's kind of assumed in her writing, and uh, let's linger on it and see whether or not we, you know, you and I may not agree with her on this. Mm-hmm. But I, it, but for a lot of reasons, I think we should just try to spell that out. You mentioned, and this is true to my reading of the, of the text as well, that when she talks about, she gives a backstory of habit and how philosophers have thought about habit and how they defined it as this curiously productive. And this is where she uses the pharmacon idea. Mm-hmm. It's at one at the same time, habit is kind of soul destroying. And at the same time, it's kind of curative and creative and generative. That seems to have been the spin that specifically 20th century thinkers have come across mm-hmm. You know, when they use this concept, including Deleuze, I believe she mentioned um, was thinking of habit as potentially being a fallow ground for creativity. But very important to her argument is that in the digital world, habit is now addiction. I think we owe it to our readers, listeners, viewers to explain why the hell that would be. Does that make sense? Or why, should, why would she say that habit is now in a way that it wasn't before, at least that's my the, the implication that I see, that when it comes to the digital, when it comes to digital culture, Habit has the modality, a new modality, and the new modality is uh, what uh, addiction mm-hmm. well, is—a narcotic, which I don't think had—I don't think it had that valence before. And she says, it, and she kind of takes it for granted that it does on the
0: internet. Why would that be? So again, I, I think it's important that you add that last bit—that uh, this is through our machines. This is on the internet. This is habit in a network state, right? So she says, through habits, users become their machines. They stream, update, capture, upload, share, grind, link, verify, map, save, trash, and troll. Repetition breeds expertise, even as it breeds boredom, right? That these habits are grooved in to the... Ways in which we engage with the internet and the ways in which we establish and orient ourselves within networks. Okay. So the idea that this would be habitual would be addictive in a sense, right? Is that again, I think it's important to chun everything is networked, right? So there isn't really a place to exist outside of this. Mm -hmm. And these are our means of engagement and they are largely dictated and determined Mm -hmm. by the by the action itself okay so i don't know that you have a means of removing yourself from extricating from the network Mm -hmm. in these ways and i don't know i I guess maybe we need to spend a little bit of time thinking about what it is to be addicted in chun's sense but Mm -hmm. i think that the habits that become, the behaviors that become habitual are grooved in such a way that they become sort of self-determining. And I think that the nature of the network creates a scenario where extrication is not entirely possible even in in, in, in this context. And so I think that the addictive nature you know, I mean, if you think about it, in my understanding of addiction in this context is the sort is a scenario where you cannot consciously or unconsciously really, very easily remove yourself. You are right. in a forced pattern, if you will. Right. And so my take on this is that that forced pattern is the nature of uh, context and use.
1: and that's addiction. And that is really part of what you mean. This forced pattern
0: that we are unconscious of, it's habit it as addiction, right? But that's, I don't, I, does, oh, this, you, don't, you don't like well, that? Well, no, I have, I have a question for you about that. I don't even know if consciousness matters. Y- you know, I mean, so to, to take this way, way out of context, then maybe we can bring mm-hmm. it back. Like if mm-hmm. I want a piece of toast, I'm going to go put a piece of bread in the toaster and I'm going to start it. I can be conscious or unconscious of it. It doesn't matter if that is my means of making toast. That's what I'm going to do. And so... I, I think that this, in, in a way, this flies mm. counter mm-hmm. to a lot of the sort of, um, you know, I, I, idealistic take on technology and the, you know, the hacking cultures and and, and the ability to sort of bend. Uh, programming the internet to our to our aims, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, we're going to bend the technology so it reflects our anarchist. Yeah, ideals, I, 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 right? th- I mean this this yeah. flies directly in the use. Yeah. I, maybe maybe I'm yeah. misguided in this term, but like of 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 hacker culture. Um, but at the same time, I I think that if you take a and temporality becomes an interesting question here. But I think if you take a long view of this, I think Chum would say that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. give it give it a minute, and it will become the new pattern and you are now habituated into that.
1: So Michael, I, you know, that's wonderful. Do we have a quick way of saying why habits and addiction? So what about that process? I don't, I don't know if we answer that.
0: Basically, well, I, 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 we? We? I think, I think so. I'll, I'll try it again. Again. I don't know how, how, how clear this is, but, um, I, I think that habituation or habit becomes addiction because mm-hmm. our options in habit are limited we cannot easily change or remove ourselves from these processes that's that's my take um okay and and so okay i like that i like
1: that let me add something to it Mm -hmm. let me add something to it and maybe we we should move on to talk about how crisis and update fit into this but just add something to this because this is you know we we open up by saying that what chun is trying to do is bring together Kind of dual. Exp- she's using these terms in order to both clarify the political formation and economic formation we live in, and also to illuminate what we do on the net, like you were describing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is an interesting passage on on uh, page eight in, in my you know in my runoff or my uh, purloined copy or free copy and our ar- anarchistic free copy, um, where she says that habits. Okay, I. I Here's the statement. Why is habit resurging in the era of neoliberalism, in which we are all individuals, in which, as Margaret Thatcher declared, there is no such thing anymore as society? Our habits, she Chun asks, our habits would endure as society within collectives within which there is no society. Now that to me is part of this equation. I wanted to bring that up for this very simple reason. We're talking about, you, you gave a really excellent sort of overview of how habit works out in internet practice, right? Mm-hmm. Through this sort of unconscious, unconscious, unreflective practice, right? But I, I read that sentence to say something uh, additional, but important. She's saying that neoliberalism, because there aren't these structures on the outside of the internet or anywhere, we're kind of habituated, if 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 I can use a term, we're kind of inclined or even habituated to become habitual, to be habitual creatures in whatever we do, including the internet culture. That's how I'm kind of reading this. Like, if there wasn't an internet, neoliberalism would have to invent one. Um, you know it's not quite that but but i am no, but, saying but you know what I, independent I, of the internet there is something that is making us visual creatures at this particular moment.
0: well i think that's right and i think that um you know i don't know when uh margaret thatcher said this but it's entirely early likely 80s. that it was early 80s pre- like the reagan it a, era it was a pre-internet state yeah. um r- remember that the internet here is simply the networked uh, condition that we find ourselves in, so I think that there is a non-digital version of this that still holds. Um, for me, it's easier to talk about the neoliberalistic, the neoliberalist um, implications after we unpack Chun's equation. Agree, because I think that what. So, so what Chun's done you know we've got uh, crisis or habit plus crisis equals update I, I think that in order to understand what that what that is you have to understand the entirety of the equation first. So if we've talked about Please do. Please if we've, do. We've, we've talked about habit mm-hmm. crisis I think is an interesting um, an interesting term. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, crisis is a direct nod to our networked condition. Mm-hmm. and um so do you want to take crack this or do you, do you do you want me to I
1: thought you were going to take us all the way through but I, I'll do something here it's you gonna be, it's gonna like be, you're on a roll it's going to be
0: bumper cars if i do why don't Let's like
1: do, i can just i can whatever you want whatever go, you ahead, want. go ahead go ahead go ahead well let, let me just start something and then you, you will finish it much better than 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 i would but um I think we are at the point where we should try to put the formula together now. Mm -hmm. We talked enough about habit and, you know, God help us. We did as best we could, but now let's see if we can put all the the elements in a row before we we wrap this up. So habit, it's this internet thing, but it's also this extra internet thing, a metacultural thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's bigger cultural process. Okay. How does it lead to crisis and update in internet culture? Well, again, crisis, there's an obviously an economic political modality of crisis. We are effing living in it, right? And have been for a long time. How does this manifest in internet culture? And now I think this is how it works out. Um, as habituated creatures everywhere, but also on the internet, we are inclined to look at technological, maybe in a way this, this hooks up to a discussion that we were having um, a few weeks ago about techno mm-hmm. Because I think we are habituated, I think Sean is saying we're habituated to, to internalize the instant obsolescence of technology. And so that the price of having an internet is that we have to we internalize and habitually internalize constant updating, constant changes the constant changes that happen on the internet. We don't think, oh my goodness, network has updated uh, Netflix has updated its policies. I'm getting off the internet now. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. no we should say oh yeah l- let me just push a button here. let me push a button here and so I can keep on playing the game.
0: So let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, is no well first off do you agree with that i mean is I, that kind of like I think i i think so i think so let but let me ask you a question so if we're trying to tease out what crisis is yeah right um rather than saying oh my god netflix has changed something let's let's take a different look at this yeah what does a state of non crisis look like right because to we me we have no idea i no, think but that i, would I be but we we but but i think no but, I, but i no i think we have an idea And I think the reason that we have an idea Mm -hmm. is why we can have crisis in the first place. Okay. I I think that this idea of non-crisis is this ideal that enables us to process crisis, right? So this idea of non-crisis is essentially consistency, right? Non-crisis is a world where I wake up and everything is exactly where I left it. (laughs) <laughs> okay. It's, that's it. I they log have, for that world. They I have log it. for that world. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody has rearranged the page. <laughs> nobody has moved something. Right? Non-crisis is everything exactly where it is supposed to be in my world. Right. And if we and so non-crisis in a nutshell is consistent. Okay. And so then if we take that as a as our as our starting point. Mm -hmm. Crisis then is an aberration. It is an inconsistency. Mm -hmm. It is a change. And in networks, one thing we know is that there is always going to be a measure of instability. There will always be a measure of crisis. Right right? Right. now, again, I'm I'm approaching this. uh, You know, sit down, brace yourself. Right, this is the new materialist to me. Uh, that looks as networks as the, <laughs> roll your eyes, as these, as these. That work. a bit more. <laughs> anyway, I'm <sorry. laughs> do, you, do you need a moment? Do you need a this moment is, this is our, uh, this is our shtick, ladies and gentlemen. So, so you know. the, the, if, if we look at this, you know, from, from, from a new materialist perspective, right? right. Where the network right. is always shifting. Right, right. So right, right. we, we exist in a situation where there is enough right. familiarity to be, but the problem, the crisis is that our role in a particular network is constantly changing and as we make sense That's of ourselves right. as we make sense of ourselves in relation to the things around us it's very difficult to have a stable comfortable non-crisis version which is why you can get really upset about netflix changing because you have this desire to have it remain where it was yesterday right so if we look at now habit next to crisis right Habit are these grooved, repeated, um, sometimes nearly forced behaviors. But the problem is those are only comfortable in a consistent environment, right? So if you keep shifting the lanes a little bit, I'm never going to be able to be completely comfortable. I can function, right? Because nobody has deleted Netflix. There's still enough of whatever you know, th- d- whatever determines the network to be recognizable. And I can still mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. my position. I'm just not comfortable with my position. So if we have, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube, you YouTube,
1: know, you know, your model, uh, by the way, is even more clear, like with YouTube, right? Where things get pulled all the time. Yeah, but, absolutely. So there's an inconsistency, but then we live with the inconsistency. We live with the update, right? Yeah,
0: we live with familiarity, not. Right, right. It's so, a dialectic so, of the two. Familiarity right, and the update, yeah. Right, so her, can, her, her habit, plus crisis equals update. I, I understand this to say, look, we are forced into and become comfortable or functionally uncomfortable with, with, cer- with certain I'm behavior sorry. no no, with certain yeah. behaviors, yeah, okay? Yeah. And those behaviors work really well or really consistently in a stable network. The problem is a, everything is networked, and B, nothing is inherently fully stable. There are measures of stability. Right. But this is always going to be sh- the, the ground is always going to move under your feet somewhat. So what happens when you put those two together? Update. Right. And those right. habits and those addictions shift, perhaps, to accommodate the new scenario, the new the new network reality. And, and, and while that creates a moment of stability, mm-hmm. you know, the, the constant here is crisis. And that crisis is crisis because it challenged our habits. And in doing so, we update again, which is why I think you know updating to remain the same, in order to remain consistent, in order to remain stable, we have to be in some measure unstable or dynamic. Doctor Apici
1: is on a roll. He brought it all together. Habit puts prices update. Can I just add two really quick things,
0: and then I think we should. Although I think. I think we should-
1: I- Oh, go cool, yeah, no, ahead. Well, I was going to say,
0: I, th- I think, I think before we go oh, before too, we too crazy, I, mm-hmm. I, I think we need to now attach neoliberalism to this.
1: Well, let me do that. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was about to do. Okay. Um, uh, the, uh, because I think you, you did a wonderful, um, I think, um, see if I can do this. Uh, what I was thinking of when you were just doing your little phenomenology of the internet, uh, I was thinking, making a comparison of internet behaviors. I was, uh, trying to think about, I was trying to think about the two kinds of instability that Chen delineates. And I think this is kind of how it works out. Tell me if you agree. Forget the internet for a moment. Just think about market society. Mm -hmm. How does our economies work? We have to, to get used to capitalism. We have to live with instability. Why do we have to live with instability? Because that's the way markets work markets mm-hmm. aren't about markets were not developed by cats that want to have everything in place when they wake up in the morning you know don't you know this about do you, do you love cats uh, yeah I, I, cats hate it when you move things and they're out of place i i empathize with cats that's why i'm a cat person okay but $10, the, $10, the so. world the world yeah that's it you're a different phenomenology but anyway you're uh uh you, your description of a home a world of homeostasis mm-hmm. where like you know it's it's comfortable and it's consistent uh market capitalism ain't that that's the opposite of that. so what do you have to do to get used to a capitalist society you've got to accommodate to how it works how does it work not by constant consistency <laughs> but by constant crisis mm-hmm. you got to learn how to manage crisis uh and you know crisis in capitalism is viewed by the people who profit from it as like productive change. I just changed something and it's productive. And I made, I profited from it. I know how to manage it. But however you look at that change, whether you think it's disastrous or proof of the uh, the inherent virtues of the system, you have to live with a constant crisis. And what you just described, so that's market economy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, and what Chun is saying is that, when you look at internet culture in the way, and, and this is hooks up directly with what you just described, there's a parallel thing. The constant situation of technological advance or technological being is that we have to deal with instability. How do we do that? We have to deal with crisis. How do we manage the crisis through the update? So that that is I think how she brings together
0: you neoliberalism know, yeah. 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 Is that, that making sense or it, what do you think? No, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I, I think that what so there's 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 a there's a section in here <laughs> where I think if we use her words, this is probably um a, a, as clean a way through this and out as we're going to find. Right. She says um, neoliberalism, as David Harvey succinctly explains, is, quote, a theory of political economic practices that proposes that human well-being can best be advanced by liberating individual entrepreneurial freedoms and skills within an institutional framework characterized by strong private property rights, free markets, and trade. She continues, in a neoliberal society, the logic of the market has become its ethics. All human interactions from love to education become economic transactions to be analyzed in terms of costs and balance. And this is where this Mm -hmm. comes full circle. As Margaret Thatcher put it, neoliberalism quote changes the soul by becoming Michel foucault argues the grid of intelligibility for everything right so including the internet exactly but what happens is this is how we make sense of the instability this is how the update functions right it gives us a sense of order in an unordered um context i think that we have a target we move towards the target and i think that if it's sort of like being seasick where you have to watch the horizon right everything's moving underneath you the problem with this that's interesting that's a great analogy okay but but the problem with this is that what's happened is that we be again because of the network nature and the pervasiveness of internet culture right the these I, I guess the 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 private has been totally subsumed by the public. That's yeah. that, that's where I get off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're ready to transition to the end here. We're hopeful guys. Let's do it. And I think we wanted to end. We want to end with examining. Uh, we mentioned Stig- we invoke Stegler, patron. Patron saint Stiegler, uh, at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we wanted to talk about some confluences, maybe possible tensions between Stiegler, Stiegler's vi- vision of a hopeful digital future and Chun's vision of a hopeful digital future. Right. Um, so I th- I think we're ready to deal with that. And we're hopeful guys. We want to examine, we want to examine, possibilities of hope do we not i don't know sort of maybe we do i don't know uh just bear with me and and, and go uh go along with it for a second so let's use that a transition to our final moment to try to bring everything together before i do that though let me quickly digress i'm looking at the I'm going to read a passage on page, her page four from uh, page four of her introduction. And I'm looking again at something I referenced, some, uh, an illustration in her book. It's Is it the first illustration, in fact? She, has a, she reproduces a Time Magazine cover where you are the person of the year, right? Michael, did you read the headline, the rest of that cover page? Because it's really fascinating. It's, uh, so Time has a picture. Can I show, can I do this? I guess yeah. I could. Uh, i just want to show i just want to give you the quick schema yes you
0: control the information age welcome to welcome to your world i mean now to
1: us we're looking at this and we think well like how many lies are in this image right yes you i mean what uh, blandly let's call it i don't say lies but look how blandly affirmative that issue is you control the information age really In what way, in the last couple of years, what ways can you be said to you, individual, personal, or even collective You, Do we feel that we are in control of our PC? And that, welcome to your world. Do you feel you constructed this world that you interact
0: with? So this is a really fascinating question. And I think that the answer to this question and the answer to the questions I suspect you're probably going to ask in the next couple minutes are very heavily determined by context and by um, the vision you have, okay? Mm. So I mm. think if we look at this, you control That's the information age. That's such a
1: reflective age. answer. Such well, think, reflective think,
0: answer. think about it, especially in our time. You know, I don't know how well this answer is going to age, okay? But Mm -hmm. it depends on how you understand things. If you are of a particular political perspective, Mm -hmm. the welcome to your you control the information age, welcome to your world. You live in a world of resistance where you are fighting, you are fighting the misinformation of the media, you are fighting Mm -hmm. the lies of government. You are responding to the neo the, to the bait of neoliberalism. Mm-hmm. And there is absolutely a sense of agency within this. I think on the flip side of that coin, if you are of a certain political perspective that bemoans the, you know, the, the death of reason and critical thinking, mm-hmm. and feels that. Uh, the world is populated by a bunch of people who have been dra- who have been duped and tricked. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to your world is, is 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 sarcastic, is 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 cynical, and you mm-hmm. the information age has spun so far out of control mm-hmm. that you are now sitting alone in your sailboat, uh, <laughs> and there's nothing left. So I think that this really. This is an interesting, I, I think if I'm looking at this, it, it, it looks like the date is 2006 or 2004. I think that's a fascinating. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I thought it was much more recent than that. I mean, recent to the time of
1: her writing than that. I didn't realize No, it. That's no, fascinating. I, I
0: think, so I, I think that the answer to this, I mean, I hate to say it depends because that's such a cop-out, but I think that this is a really polarizing question, and it is a polarizing which question. which no, side of the coin you end up on really depends, I think, on the trust you do or do not have in the institutions that disseminate the information. How you, do you how, how do you see it though? I mean, I oh, don't want
1: to. I, I don't want to answer. I want to uh, let what you said stand, and maybe we will we'll return. I mean, you raised so many important questions here. I'm just just thinking about the the patience and tolerance of our listeners, auditors, viewers. Um, I kind of yes. want to bring this. <laughs> I kind of want to bring this to a close because we we do have a we have a reveal at the end, right? We wanted to get to this thing about Stiegler. but um, I, I do. I'm not dismissing what you bring up, Michael, because I think you. I hope we. Let's make a note to ourselves to return to these issues. I'm sure we will very naturally mm-hmm. um, in a future episode, but I'm not going to directly answer that. But I think we're going to both partly address this when I wanted to read one other bit from that page as a segue to get to Stiegler. Sure, and sure, sure. To try to wrap these things up. But I'm, again, not deflecting it because I think you're very right. Uh, I'll say one last thing about it. I felt personally indicted here. I don't know why I do this thing with you because when you started describing the latter personality, I took it as a personal affront. I'm sure you meant it that way. This is probably our last episode, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone, uh, you know, this has been a fun venture, but we're probably at the close, but let's, let's pretend, let's bring it to a close, uh, in a cordial way,
0: Michael. Anyway,
1: let's let's try, let's, um let's segue to the stieglerian uh, punchline if we if let's we, die
0: it's not going to get better it's <laughs> not
1: going to get better so let's just add this like anyway okay here's where i wanted to go um i was talking about hope right we were yeah. going to engage her moment of hope recall bernard stiegler's description or
0: hope or recipe of hope and then kind of
1: you know End yeah, with so, that. Are, so let's do it.
0: Yeah. yeah right. So the, the question I, let me let me see yeah.
1: Yeah. How, yes, how
0: well I anticipate your 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 thinking here. <laughs> Good. Good luck, on that. <laughs> to me, the overlap that enables us to mm-hmm. ask a question where we have Chun on one side and Stiegler on the other yes. is really around I think Stiegler's notion of noesis or sort of creativity and 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 where the how that exists yeah and the
1: the the the, the, you know uh that makes it possible to imagine a brighter future rather than doom and a or a a technological apocalypse right right?
0: so i am gonna go ahead and take a guess that you're saying that chun has a darker view of this through the stiglarian lens how do you well
1: let me read her here and then okay. maybe if you, i can go first if you want but i bet you want to go first I have to no no i think let's i think see. i'm i'm let's gonna see. rain
0: on some parades today i'm feeling
1: you are I okay am. okay well let me read the passage here and then then we'll see we'll see where we are on this obviously this was not scripted ladies and gentlemen so let's just continue um okay further chun writes habit plus crisis equals update reveals the extent to which habit is no longer habit constantly disturbed crisis right that's what we're talking about crisis mm-hmm. the expectation of a constant update constantly disturbed habit uh has become addiction habit has moved from have to have to addiction to lose to be forfeited to one's credit okay that's the the dilemma of internet culture the dilemma of inner of neoliberalism that Chun is trying to delineate, and, 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 and but she ends this with her assertion of hope. It's a kind of cloudy statement uh, or ambiguous statement for me or obscure statement for me, but maybe not for you, maybe not for other readers, but I'll continue. Habit is now a form of dependency, a condition of debt. As the book's conclusion asserts, to be indebted is not necessarily bad. So that mode of interaction, psychology, cognition in the internet, she says, it's not necessarily bad. It's not the end of the world. It's not apocalypse, but indebtedness, this is, this I take to be her future gesture toward a productive future, but indebtedness must be complemented by a politics of forgiving. You know, I just got the pun there, right? Forgiving, but it's also forgiving. I got it. Of giving in excess, but also in advance for F-O-R-E, mm-hmm. giving. Okay, so that's her gesture of hope. Uh, do you want? Uh, do you want to take a gloss? Let me just do what I think she means here, and I bet you can take it from here. What I think she's pointing toward here is this: what she's, what she will be counseling. Now we haven't read the, and maybe we'll, we will do this in a future episode. We'll take a look at her conclusion. We might, but for we should say that we haven't read her conclusion, but reading the introduction and the statement of it, we, we sense some liniments of her answer. So number one, I think we're right to sense some limits of the answer. That Sean, like Steeler, is not saying, turn off your computer, become the unibomb That there is a possible positive future that can be had through the internet through digital culture, uh, but uh, not by shutting it down. Right? I mean, she's not a technophobe. Hmm. Um, so there is a positive way of engaging. Now, Stiegler, its complicated. And I'm sure you're going to address this. Stiegler is a little bit more ambiguous, I think, and we can talk about this uh, about about the in, about the nature of that engagement. He seems to put some checks and curbs on the nature of that engagement, of the working through to get to the positive place. Now with Chun, it seems on the evidence of the introduction, it seems that she is much less ambivalent than Stiegler. I guess this is what I wanted to talk about in terms of the takeaway. She seems to be much less ambivalent about the possibility of staying online 24 seven and still making internet culture work. It seems in the couple of places where she addresses this, not only is she not saying you need to log off and have some, you cultivate your inner noesis uh, or think about habit. I I don't want to anticipate the other argument. I'm just trying to describe what Chun is doing. She seems to be saying that there's some kind of noesis that can be had by staying online engaging in the internet practices that we already are habituated to. So it seems like the future that Chun wants is something that doesn't, it entails a kind of, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm wondering what is the reflective element of this? It seems like if we keep on doing it and engaging it, we're going to get through it. And it's going to get become more positive i think stiegler has some uh resembles her in the positivity but puts a lot more checks on the process of working through is okay i'll stop right there and see what you, what you think
0: um so i don't see it the same way okay and let's do it. i my and but but again i want to say clearly that my different the different read that i have is because I'm reading a lot more, I read habit and the mm-hmm. addictive nature of habit as being much more central to this than it sounds like you do. Okay. So for me, Chun's, like the idea of noesis as Stiegler use it, right? Like this creative thought
1: which is, let's add one thing to that. Creative thought, but the ground of the creativity is sometimes in not thinking, not Right, in right, right. Engaged, but right? That, that concept- reflection
0: That concept is anathema to Chun. I don't of, even- of, s- of which one? Non-reflection or noesis? Or noesis is, is, is not, that is a different world. And there, there's a couple reasons. One, Chun is always networked. The, so there is no singular you there's always a plural you so the idea of daydreaming that can't really be a, a collaborative act that can't be a networked act that has to be an individual act right so i think that if you look through what she's saying i i re- so she says habit is a form of dependency a condition of debt right and she says hey that's not bad Well, of course that's not bad because debt is gonna bring stability to a network, right? The more I can rely on you, the more I am indebted to you, right? The Mm -hmm. less my network is likely Mm -hmm. to shift, right? As your world Mm -hmm. shifts, I'm still, I I think I'm more stable in that network, Mm -hmm. okay? So the question about all this, really the distinction between Stiegler and Chun is a question of the space between the public and the private, right? For Stiegler, we get to noesis through daydreaming. It's an escape. It's an unplugging. For Chun, that's not possible. Possible. Right? And it hasn't You're, been
1: possible maybe for a while, right? Right.
0: You're, you are habituated into these right. digital right. networks. Right. And so I think that what she's looking at is the ability to constantly reconfigure yourself, to update yourself so that you can't exist within a network. But I don't think that she's allowing for the same sort of spaces that Stiegler would require. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, I think that's a horrible thing, so much as I'm going to sit here and say, I think it's a very different thing, right? And the space between them really, I think, is the ability to step away. Um, I, don't, I don't know that I think the neoliberalistic, the neoliberal- Neoliberalistic-, neoliberalistic- that's a lot. Of Sorry, you <laughs> will I think that the yeah. notion of of neoliberalism in Chun, yeah, is not something that Stiegler is so concerned with, because for Stiegler, we're looking at the always on and the impulse to consume, right? But he's still looking at it. I, I, hmm. I my read is he's still looking at it from a you that can be singular. I think I. I...
1: I, I don't know if I agree with the first part of that. I think I think Stigler has internalized a lot of Marxism, mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't say that you know one is one is internalized a Marxist critique of neoliberalism, and the other person hasn't. I don't, I don't know if I would go that far, but I I think I strongly agree with you um, that there is. How did you just say it? it, it remind me and repeat what you just said, if you could. Because I, I thought it was perfect.
0: Well, there's no uh, With
1: Stiegler, that there is no ref, there is a possibility of a reflective self. Is that the word you use? A singular
0: self. Singular self. Yes. Right. And yes. so, to me, yes. I think you know. Yes, so here, absolutely. So we like we like to sort of wrap this up with a takeaway. I think it's probably we totally yeah. fumbled with this enough, perhaps. Right. So for me, the, I, I'll, I'll say this: my my takeaway from this, in terms of hopefulness, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the place of hope is connected to how comfortable we are with the notion of a public private, right? This idea that the individual well, like a private split that or a private a private public private what I don't exactly? know. I, I, think, <laughs> I think I think I think it's it it, it depends on how comfortable let me try it this way. I think that the, the the degree to which you can be hopeful is going to be related Depending on whether you believe in a to private how, self. To, to how comfortable you can be with a plural Self, right? For with a with, a, with a, That's with wonderful. a, pro, with a, with yeah. a, with a. How about this? With a visible private, or with a shared private? Yeah. I yeah. think if if you are comfortable with that, then yeah, there's hope, right? But I think that if you cling to this idea of a singular private, of of the opportunity to indulge or engage in stiegler's notion of you know singular daydreaming, or or of creativity, um of downtime, of disconnected a disconnected experience, then I don't think there's a whole lot of hope. So there's my takeaway.
1: How about I agree with your takeaway? And then we'll say, that,
0: we'll means, say another very, that means another episode. means another episode. Um, I think that works. I, I talk, I talk too much for this one. So I should yeah, Stop it. that. We're,
1: we're not humble anymore. We're, uh,
0: we're not humble on YouTube. We're on uh, YouTube. We well, can't be humble anymore. <laughs> we can fumble on youtube there you go <laughs> get humble very well, uh again as always this was fun i enjoyed it um <laughs> <laughs> laugh at it um uh for again uh for those listening and watching if you would leave us a review if you would leave us your comments if you would leave us your thoughts um and tell
1: right. us and also if you have ideas about how to go forward
0: yeah is there hope
1: <laughs> Is there hope? and also if there are ideas for other things you would like to hear us talk about or explore contribute, you know uh, touch on you know all right so. well Barry ha- let me let me say this though at the very end uh i felt like we were inconclusive in this episode but uh i hope that viewers listeners um can get something from our attempt to sort of work with material and i just wanted to give a shout out to my co-host um i always feel a little bit more um i'm grateful for the opportunity to sort of work these things because you know this whole this whole venture is about working through things and Mm -hmm. trying to get to a better place because we both agree that we're in a very challenging time it's a very threatening time on a lot of different levels actually. And so we're trying to work it through. So there's, there's a reason why we're doing this. And uh, I always find it very helpful. And I have found it very helpful, Michael, to be working through things that I haven't quite figured out yet. It's going to be a little bit messy, but I appreciate uh, having a partner with that. So thank
0: Absolutely. you. So this this means the band's not breaking up. The band's not breaking up. I'm not doing a solo album yet. There you go. All right. Well, Barry, thank you. And uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Critical Media Studies
1: Podcast. To find out more about the show, check out our webpage at criticalmediastudiespodcast.com. you.